shit that scares us. A podcast about scary stuff. Ah. Hello, everybody. Hello, guys. How are you going? Welcome back. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh my gosh. Happy New Year, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to the uh, 2022. Which, in my head, is we're still in 2020 at this point. I don't know if you feel the same. Nightmare part two. As the time of we're recording this, uh, there's been a shit ton of uh, vo- like volcanic activity happening um, over in Tonga. Oh, there's actually I been know. an eruption and a tsunami. And we got a tsunami warning last night, I think at eight. Um, yeah. Nothing, nothing major is just to stay away from coasts and beaches because yeah. there'd be like current changes and swells and shit. And that's dangerous. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, really serious. it's it's yeah. it's been an insane start to the year. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone in Tonga is doing okay. That is something that no one should ever have to experience. Mm. Um, I bet it's absolutely terrifying. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like. I saw an article today saying it's a one in one thousand year event. Like it literally hasn't happened for like they've carbon dated something, and it's saying that this is the first time it's happened in something like a thousand years or something like that that's insane Um, oh my god which is just to think you're like living i mean everyone's living history right but to think you're alive during all of the last couple years is just insane um i'm sure if uh for those people listening there are probably by now there have been some like credited organizations set up to help donate Mm. we don't know what those are yet because it's literally the day after have a look online make sure you're looking for credited sources and if you could donate to help people yeah yeah and just still Um, um be weary i mean if you guys are you know in the islands and in new zealand listening um just be wary of the coast for a little while longer mm. um i know they said i think it was until like 4 a.m this morning that the warning would be in place but you never know it's always good to be um cautious i mean yeah shit always mm. happens after a volcano we saw that um you know last year no, not last year. Shit, yeah. the year before. Um, There's also a uh, cyclone Cody is approaching. Oh my god! So I've seen so much. Stuff I don't know about when that. that's and yeah. I saw like um, apparently it's going past us. Like it's it's probably going to hit. Um, oh shit! Is it Gisborne? God, my ge- yeah, my geography is right. terrible. Um, but it's just yeah, it's going to hit like maybe the tip of Gisborne and then keep going past. So uh, it just goes to show the power of Mother Nature and how much we underestimate. Um. You know, the change in climate in the world and stuff. Oh, yeah, uh, exactly. Really. Like, it's going to be insane. I remember, funny enough, I was actually watching some volcano stuff uh, on YouTube mm. a while ago, and there was, like, a massive eruption, like, back in the Dark Ages, and that changed the temperature of the world for, like, three years. It was actually recorded in trees. Like, you know how they have rings? What? It was actually yeah. recorded for a solid couple of years that because of the massive ash cloud, um, trees didn't grow for, like, a solid three-year period or something um holy cow the rings in all trees and like across the world like in that exact time period had some serious um like growth changes it was insane shit on the on the subject like totally sort of on the subject off subject of uh, our thing if you're looking for a great uh, nature show i just watched the new will smith one on disney and i would recommend watching that um he goes and he kind of like goes and um looks at all of the hidden worlds within the world. So he does like a light sound, um, just like really cool stuff. And he also goes to some pretty crazy places. I think the first episode he actually does go to a volcano and it's just insane. It's insane. So I would recommend 
checking it out. Anyway, should we move on to uh, the first episode of 2022? Hells yeah, let's get into it. You guys ready? Um, <laughs> hell yeah. Just briefly, have you? Wa- I watched Scream Five in the movies the other night. Oh my god, was um, it good? It was so graphic, man. I forgot. Like, I haven't seen like a slasher like kind of stabber eh? movie like, back in the good old days, Ooh. where it's just like blood and horror and gore for the sake of gore. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched one of those in a hot minute, and I was literally like, I, I went and saw it with um, Zane, and we were just kept looking at each other every time something <laughs> bad would happen. We were like, "Oh God, it's so it's so gory." You were telling me that the other day you'd just been watching a TV show that was about sci-fi. What was that? Oh yeah, so like back in the day when Doctor Who, I mean Doctor Who's still pretty big now, but like when I was really into Doctor Who. Um, mm. Shut up, Matt Smith. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's the best. He's my favorite doctor. Uh, him and David Tennant—they're so just so good. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so around that same time, there was a TV show called Torchwood, and I just randomly stumbled across it on TV, like I actually did with Supernatural. And lo and behold, I fucking mm. fall in love with it like instantly. Um, yeah. And I was like, bugger, I haven't actually watched that show in years. Like everything else, I've pretty much watched again. And I was like, I really haven't touched on that again so uh literally the last couple of days i managed to find it uh online somewhere and i've been watching it and i'm just like one the cgi is terrible oh my god i can't believe (laughs) (laughs) those old shows yeah like used to think the cgi was so good like it used to be like so so good and then looking at it now i'm like wow this is really bad and then just some of like the acting as well it's just like I mean, it it was great for its time, but like looking back, some things just don't age well. But I still I still love it, and I'm still mm. going to finish all four seasons. <laughs> it's funny how acting goes through trends, like what's trendy, because yeah. acting totally goes through trends. Like there's some you watch certain shows, and you're like, oh, that was definitely the way that people would act then. Like that was in trend. Um, so Tor- Torchwood, what's the like the premise for me? So Tor- Torchwood is kind of like, um, the premise of the show is that it is a secret, uh, non-government agency. Um, and basically they pretty much do the same thing as Doctor Who in the sense that they kind of capture and, um, help thwart, uh, alien invasions or supernatural phenomena that happen, um, on earth. And it's all based around the same thing as Doctor Who with that whole time, rift and everything and like the shit's falling through so basically they're just there to clean up the mess um and make sure that joe blog uh doesn't find out that you know aliens exist and they're coming to get him and there's weevils in the sewers or something (laughs) (laughs) okay cool i'm gonna watch it i started re-watching doctor who just matt smith's season because like obviously i'd seen so many yeah (laughs) it's so good um but um yeah there's uh like i haven't got to it yet but i know there are like um cute little crossovers between the two because the shows are so like pretty much related as like almost like brother and sister in a sense that they will do crossovers every now and then um i love that and characters from yeah other shows will kind of make an appearance so um yeah definitely check it out it's it's one of my faves oh cool okay thanks for the recommendation let's get into our stories today so we're just doing one each today because i think we've got kind of a longer so what have you got today? What's the vibe? Is it haunty? Is it stabby? Is it like... Uh, when I first read the title, I was like, oh, this is going to be a funny one. And then like when I actually read it, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Do we feel like doing a ghost first? Because I've got a haunting one in Ireland. I've kind of got a haunting one too. Like it's it's still, it's spooky, supernatural, kind of ghosty. So yeah, no, Okay. either way it goes. You go first today because I feel like listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this story uh, is from 
Nini90. Thank you so much, Han, for letting me read your story. Um, it's actually a pretty intense one, so yeah, just hold on to your seats, guys. But um, it's called Drinking with Ghosts. I had a very scary experience a couple years ago in Montana, and to this day, I can never quite figure out what happened. Summer of 2011, we just turned 21, one July weekend, my friend and I decided to go bar hopping. I was drinking and my friend wasn't since she was driving, so she gambled a little. We left around 12am to go gas up and cruise around. At this point, I was pretty fucking wasted. So while she went inside to pay for gas, I stayed in the van. As I'm sitting there listening to music, this Native American man and a woman come up to me and ask where I'm headed. I tell them nowhere and that we live in town. Uh, They then asked me for a ride to their house and told me they lived out in the country. I'm usually very cautious about people and never give rides to strangers, but for some reason, I told them to hop in. They say thank you and hop in the back seat. My friend comes back, the gas is all done and paid, and she jumps back in the driver's seat. We blast the music and head back to the roads where we usually cruise around because we don't want to run into cops. As we're driving, I keep telling my friend which way to go to get to the couple's house. She keeps asking me, who the hell am I talking about? But I ignore her and send her the bottle that the couple was sharing with me. I'm talking away to them, and about 30 minutes later, they tell me to pull into this dirt road. I tell my friend to stop and pull in. And that's all I remember. I wake up at 3.30 in the morning in cold, pitch black darkness. Our windows are down and our doors are open for some reason. I remember screaming at the top of my lungs for my friend to wake up. I scream at her to start the car and turn the lights on. And when she turns the lights on, we're surrounded by nothing but trees and darkness. I look in the back seat and look around outside, but those people are nowhere to be found. There is also no houses where we stopped. I tell her, let's get the fuck out of here. The next day, I was still very terrified. I kept thinking about last night, wondering how she only took two shots of the bottle and how that would have made her pass out, and also me pass out, for more than like three hours. My friend was pretty scared too, and I told her what I remembered and asked her what happened or if she remembered anything. She said there was nobody in the car with us and was wondering who I kept talking to. But she remembered taking a few shots from the bottle that mysteriously popped out of nowhere and she doesn't remember anything after she pulled into that dirt road. So the next day we go cruise back down the roads to try and find the place where we drop the people off. After driving a while we hit this dead end and I start getting a little bit of a flashback. I remember the sign that said no trespassing. The road, the way the trees looked, so very familiar too. Then all of a sudden, I get this very eerie feeling and start feeling sick to my stomach, so we leave. Fast forward a couple weeks later, the same friend and I decide to get a bottle and we start cruising and decide to hit the back roads again so we obviously don't get pulled over. My friend is driving and I start drinking. An hour or two have gone by and we're both drunk. I tell her to pull over because I need to pee. She stops, and I go behind the van to pee. But I look over into the field, and I see these red eyes staring at me. 
I quickly pull up my pants and then I see the brake lights from the van and the van starts driving away. I start chasing her and slapping the back of the window and she stops. When I get to the driver door, I open it and ask my friend, what the fuck are you doing? She starts laughing and says, you told me to go, so I did. I push her out of the driver's seat and climb in to drive. At this point, I'm scared sober, so we head home. The next day, she was acting weird and barely talking to me, so I decided to ask her why she was trying to drive off and leave me in the country last night. She told me that I was sitting in the passenger seat the whole time and that I told her to go ahead and leave. Then all of a sudden, I was pounding the back window of the van. She said, when I looked at you in the passenger seat, your eyes were red. To this day, I haven't been out in the back roads drunk. Not ever. Ta-da! Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Like... That's one thing, like, just to, you know, just have some spoopy people, like, just randomly appear and be like, hey, like, can we have a ride? Like, you know, road safety, you know, don't, don't talk to strangers, stranger danger. It was a different, obviously a different time if you're accepting people in the car and... And back in the day, people used to just, like, drive around totally inhibited, right? I mean, yeah, if you think about it, yeah, not long before that, people were hitchhiking to different parts of the country and wondering why they were getting murdered, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um holy cow, like having almost like what is that kind of scenario? Is that like a a spirit taking your shape or is it like a doppelganger type of scenario? But the red eyes, ooh, no no no. Yeah. It's giving it's definitely giving um ghost and car, which is classic. Mm. Ghost disappearing from car. That's such a classic. Yeah, almost like, kind of trope. like highway ghost kind of in a sense so yeah straight passengers haunted highways haunted road we did an episode on that didn't we yeah yeah a couple a couple episodes episode. back yeah i don't know if you remember there was a movie years ago called rest stop and like these people get stranded mm. and obviously start getting uh getting killed by like crazy people that live in the bush but yeah that's like my biggest I feel fear like to be you've left talked behind about this movie multiple times on this podcast <laughs> yes i have like because your, it has scarred like me for life i do not trust campsites now <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough when you look at all of the stuff that still happens at campsites i wouldn't oh, stay oh god one. but yeah moral of the story uh don't don't drink and drive and uh yeah don't take that al- is definitely don't take alcohol from strangers <laughs> yeah great lessons we've learned okay so i have one that is from the north of ireland today Uh, And this story was very um, graciously lent to me by Lucky Charms underscore 889. I love that name. Oh my God. (laughs) I know. So great. I love it. Um, So this is Max's story. There are six experiences here, all revolving around one particular flat. So let me begin. I lived in a flat in the north of Ireland where strange things happen. Then I did some research. Okay, so before I get started on the story, a few side notes. One, I'm typing this on a mobile, so apologies for any annoying mistakes. Um, I will try to correct them if possible. Two, everything I will tell is the truth from what I experienced. And three, it's a long read as I've tried my best to cover everything, which we appreciate, Mac. We love stories that cover everything. (laughs) Okay. Around 10 years ago, I rented a flat in Northern Ireland when I would have been in my early 20s. I rented it alongside my girlfriend at the time. It was a little shabby and run down, 
but it was all we could afford at the time, and we tried our best to make it a home for ourselves. The layout was a bit strange. You had your two bedrooms on the first floor, along with your bathroom, and then as you went up another small set of stairs, about 12 steps, you had your open-plan kitchen and living room. I guess you could call it an upside-down flat. Anyway, neither I nor my partner at the time were big believers in anything paranormal, but that would soon change. The first experience. I decided to try and spruce up the bare walls a bit, so I decided I would frame some of my favourite records and place them on the wall in the living room. In total, there were about 16. One evening, I was laying on the sofa across the room from this wall, and all of a sudden, one of the records flew off of the wall and across the floor. It didn't drop, it was thrown. Now, of course, this made me jump, and I thought to myself, what the fuck? I imagine that she said, uh, I can't do an Irish accent, but it was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I got up to investigate, assuming somehow the nail had slipped and the thing had just fallen. But the creepy thing was, the nail was still stuck solid into the wall. I tried to pass it off as vibrations from the traffic, perhaps our downstairs neighbour slamming their door, but I knew in the back of my mind there was no explainable answer for what had happened. So as not to creep myself out, I just told myself there would be a reasonable explanation to it, and that I was just too thick to figure it out. The second experience. A couple of days after this happened, my partner was away for two nights visiting her parents in the country, so I was home alone. I decided to invite my best friend over to stay with me. She came over and we watched some movies with a takeaway and headed to bed, pretty uneventful. She went to get settled into the spare bed and I brought her some extra blankets in, as the room was terribly cold. Not the normal kind of cold, but the only way I can explain it is that there was a darkness to the cold. Something about it just never felt right. But again, I would make excuses for this. Maybe damp, shitty drafts, etc. I found it weird, though, as every other room in the flat would be a comfortable temperature, apart from this room. After a chat with each other on top of the bed, we're both female for context, not that it matters, I said goodnight and headed into my own bedroom. As I myself settled into bed, my friend texted me from the guest room saying, Are you still in the bathroom taking a shit, you dirty bitch? Brackets, she says, Irish humour, you're welcome. I replied something along the lines of no and fuck off. And then she responded with, There's someone in the bathroom. The light is on and I can see a shadow. For context, from the spare room, if you looked out the window, you'd be able to see the bathroom's translucent window. I thought she was messing with me and I told her to stop it and go to sleep. She replied saying, no, I'm serious. And the next thing I knew, she came running into my room, shaking. I jumped up and I asked her what was going on and she was crying saying that someone was in the bathroom and that she wasn't messing with me. Now, we were two young 20-year-olds in this creepy flat alone, so automatically we assumed someone had broken in and was pacing across our bathroom floor. I quickly put my finger up to my mouth to shush her, and we stood like that for what felt like an eternity, listening to see if we could hear anyone. In reality, it was probably 30 seconds. As we didn't hear anything, I crept out of the bedroom and a few steps down to the bathroom. I kicked the door open with my foot, and there was no one in there. But the light was on, and I was 100% confident I had turned it off, as I was the last one in the bathroom. 
We of course checked upstairs in the living room and kitchen, and there was no one. We decided to sleep in the same bed that night. The third experience. A few months go by and nothing else out of the ordinary happens. I'm starting to feel a bit more relaxed in the flat. As the lighter evenings are coming in, the place feels fresher and bright. One evening, my partner and I settled down to watch some classic Saturday night TV, and we are just chilling on the sofa. I remember it so well as I was guzzling in brew and indulging in chocolate from the corner shop. As we're snacking and watching TV, the next minute, we hear someone run up the stairs that led to the living room. It was so loud I jump, and my drink goes everywhere. We both look at each other, not knowing what to do, but as soon as the footsteps started heading in our direction, they stop. Silence. Nothing. Again, I creep out as my partner doesn't have the nerve, and I check on the stairs, bedroom, and bathroom, and no one. My partner at the time thought she was being funny and decided to randomly name the ghost Coco. She shouts, Shut up, Coco, we aren't interested. I get annoyed because I didn't want her having conversations with this thing. But also in my head, I keep telling myself to wise up. Ghosts aren't real. In hindsight, all this time later, I know I was terrified, and now looking back, it's what made me start to believe in ghosts. The fourth experience. One afternoon I was getting ready for a 2 to 10 p.m. shift. By this time, I was the only one in the flat, as my partner had a 9 to 5 job. It was a sunny summer's day for Ireland, and I was enjoying myself as I listened to music while getting ready for work. I was in the spare room, as it had a long standing mirror. You ever get that feeling that you need to take out your headphones? That something doesn't feel right? I did that. Something wasn't right. I took them out and stopped moving. All my senses were heightened, and the only way to explain what I was hearing was a gurgling sound. As if someone was choking, or was swishing about fluid at the back of their mouth. The hair on my arms stood up, and I could feel my heart beat out of my chest. I didn't know what to do, as it sounded like a human choking on liquid. I quickly flung open the door, grabbed my backpack and left for work an hour early. I couldn't get out of the flat quick enough. That evening, I told my partner I didn't want to live there anymore. She agreed something wasn't right, and that we would start looking for new places. This reassured me that I could spend another month or so here before we gave the landlord a notice to quit. The fifth experience. That same night, of the gurgling, we got into bed and we were chatting about the flat while looking online for a new place. My partner said something along the lines of, Coco will be sad when we leave. I told her not to say that and didn't like it. She laughed it off and told me to wise up and that sometimes ghosts are harmless and Coco was just messing with us. Again, I told her it wasn't funny. She said something along the lines of, Coco's coming for you. And at that point, I turned around and went to sleep, telling her I wasn't finding this funny. I had an acoustic guitar clipped into its guitar stand, the kind you pull the latch across the guitar neck and keep it in place. It was my pride and joy and sat in the corner of our bedroom. That night, we were suddenly awoken to the sound of the guitar being flung across the room and making a terrible noise as it landed at the foot of our bed. We jumped up. I ran and picked it up looking for damage. It was flung with such force the neck got chipped and in the moment... That was what I was more focused on than anything else. 
I soon realized there was no way the guitar could have been flung out of its stand, as the stand was slightly tilted back, as they are. I recall smoking around five cigarettes after this, and trying to convince myself there was a logical explanation. There wasn't. The sixth and final experience. Around two months go by, and luckily enough, we've managed to bag a new place and handed our landlord our one month's notice. The night before we leave for the final time, we head to bed early as we had been busy packing and moving our belongings into the new place. It's around 11pm, and as we are both lying in bed on our phones, we begin to hear a sort of clinking sound. Imagine having a glass bottle, and you're running it up and down some uneven surface. We both look at each other, confused but not afraid at this point. The clinking gets louder and louder, as if our glasses in the kitchen are getting rattled together in the cupboard. Another few seconds go by, and the clinking gets even louder. Next minute, I hear a smash coming from upstairs, the kitchen. We both run up, and two of our favourite personalised mugs are broken on the floor. We're confused, as the clinking sounded like hundreds of bottles getting tightly vibrated off of each other. Not two mugs falling. Again, I try to blame it on the placement of them. The traffic. The neighbour slamming their door. But I know this is untrue. Something threw them. My partner tells Coco to fuck off, and we're leaving. And good luck to her with the new tenants. We move into our new place, and only then did I have the guts to research the street. I didn't want to know while living there if there was any serious shit I should know about. Google doesn't bring up much, but as I research deeper, I find an article of the exact street. It used to be a bomb shelter during World War II for when the Germans would bomb the north of Ireland. To my shock and horror, within the article, a woman from during that time said how she would try to hold down her breakable belongings with the bombs dropping, and of course how many things broke. They would know the bomber planes were coming and dropping bombs, as with each bomb dropping and getting closer, the houses at the time would vibrate, and they would run to the shelter for cover. Maybe it was all just a coincidence. Maybe Coco and the clinking was connected to the history of the place. I don't know. But you couldn't pay me to spend another night in that flat. And there it is. Oh my god, fuck that. Ugh, fuck that. Major fuck that. Oh. Coco. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, a- after, like, the first three experiences of, like, yeah, there's definitely a fucking ghost in there. They're, they're, that's no joke. Like, just, like, you know, you know how, like, you hear things, like, when the house is kind of, like, moving and, yeah. you know, doing its thing, settling. It's like, yeah, no, it's just the house yeah. settling. And then there's, like, things that continue to go yeah. on. You're like, yeah, no, that's not it, man. I love it, though. How her yeah. friend is like, yo, <laughs> get out of the bathroom. Are you taking yeah. a shit? <laughs> I love it. The Irish are hilarious, eh? Assuming they're both Irish from the story, but um, oh, God, oh man, that that's made me hilarious. Giggle. That is that is that was proper spooky. Awesome. <laughs> that was yeah. I know. And then Mac Mac also sent me a um, message saying that um, she ha- she has stories about um, a cinema that was built on top of a morgue. Oh my god! <laughs> and that um, she intends to post them on Reddit at some point. So I'm gonna wait for those because oh, I'm looking yeah, forward to it for sure. No, that sounds awesome. I can't wait to hear those. Oh my god! <sighs> so so creepy. In the bag, first episode of 2022. Oh my gosh! Yay! Did it. I hope you guys liked well it. Well done. 
Oh, man. Yeah, so good to be back. Also, uh, just quickly, wanted to say that we have a really cute little feature now available for anyone that feels like supporting us in the podcast. Um, we have a buy us a coffee option available, which is quite fun. So if you feel like you want to support the podcast in any other way, listening already is so incredible. Um, but we just thought we were to have this cute little option for those of you who feel like, uh, oh, Victoria's dying from the plague. No, and... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I muted my mic, but I didn't. So that's <laughs> right. We can edit it out. <coughs> no, I'm I swallowed cat food because Boone came and gave me a cuddle. <laughs> oh, I thought you said cat food, and I was like, "Girl, you're not supposed to be eating that." <laughs> no, cat, cat. food. Boone came and cuddled me before, <laughs> and it's all over me. Um, but if you felt like uh, if you felt like supporting us that way, you can do that. The link to buying us a coffee is on our Instagram. Shit that scares us. Um, you can go on there and click the little link in our bio and it'll take you to a place where you can purchase us a little uh, espresso or something like that. Um, and we really, really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, yeah, definitely do. Um, and also, if you want to send us a story or you want to send us anything like uh, about the podcast or your feedback or anything like that, um, just email us at shitthatscaresuspod at gmail.com. And also be sure to follow us on Instagram at shitthatscaresus mm-hmm. to keep up to date with all the spooky details details um but yeah until next time friends we'll see you soon bye Bye.